was focused on contested U.S. Senate elections and an angry, violent mob storming the U.S. Capitol. The U.S. president issued an executive order suspending the use of Alipay and WeChat Pay in the U.S. In an odd and unexpected way, the president's order mirrored recent Chinese government restrictions on Alipay. The reason for all of the government focus is that these apps are innovating their way into regulated banking businesses. But it turns out that regulated banks may not need all that help from the government. They are innovating faster than most realize. In this edition of FinTech Friday, Banking Innovation, a talk with Royal Bank of Canada Ventures. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on January 8th. This is FinTech Friday, brought to you by Cardlix. It's great to be with you. Last week on the show, I wished you a happy new year. And one week later, the year's mood has already taken a very unhappy turn. The pandemic continues to rage, in fact, with an increasing intensity. Political unrest has gripped the U.S., and the American president issued a surprise order effectively banning Chinese payment apps in the U.S. Now, the logic of the restrictions is not entirely clear here in the U.S., But in China, the government has initiated similar restrictions on the basis that apps like Alipay have innovated their way into regulated banking activities where they should not be. What's not so well understood is that many of the world's regulated banks are, in fact, among the best innovators. Some of them even have operations that rival the well-heeled venture capital funds of Silicon Valley. Today on the show, we speak with one of these successful innovation teams at one of North America's largest banks, RBC, or Royal Bank of Canada. Shazan Chu is the chief operating officer for RBC Ventures. We talk about how a large bank manages regulation, risk, and innovation, and the key fintech trends that RBC sees in 2021 and beyond. Good morning, Shazan. How are you? Good morning, Sylvia. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. It's actually a beautiful sunny day here on the San Francisco Peninsula. Where are you today, Shazan? I am in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and it is also beautiful and sunny today. We had a bit of cloud this morning, but it's since cleared and the sun is setting. It's just gorgeous. Wow, that's one of those beautiful winter days in Toronto, and I'm sure you take it while you can get it, because sometimes it's raining and snowing in Toronto. You know, if we look back at 2020, I think there were probably three technologies that really grew quite a bit. AI, machine learning applications. Secondly, e-commerce took off. And then the third big one was mobile payments. You know, everybody realized all of a sudden that cash is actually a pretty dirty way to pay, and it could even spread the virus. And so everybody went to mobile payments. So do you think think that 2021 is going to be the year of scaling these technologies? Or do you see some completely new technologies that are on the horizon for, for 2021? 
I do see the key technologies that you've talked about continuing and scaling, especially in an environment where we are still waiting to see what the impacts are on the other side of this. I'd say we're right in the middle of that right now. This pandemic has disproportionately impacted small businesses, entrepreneurs, female employees. And so how do we rebuild those sectors and cohorts? One of our ventures, owner, recently acquired Founded, which is a legal tech platform, and we're seeing many of these sort of legal tech and sure tech fintechs come up. We found it together with Owner really is a go-to platform for entrepreneurs to launch their businesses as conveniently and economically as possible. And we hope this helps the revival of small businesses in 2021 and beyond. You know, so far, the platform has helped over 25,000 entrepreneurs launch their businesses. So I think there are some underlying technologies that have really accelerated that we will see continue to accelerate. But that is only in concert with the way in which consumers are behaving and the ways in which we can really support Main Street and small businesses, which are, are truly an engine for our economy. Really interesting insight and really focusing on how it's not just technology for technology's sake, but you know, technology that could actually help small businesses, help consumers. I think that's a very novel and important fresh take on the future. One technology that I didn't mention, but I want to ask you about is card-linked offers. You know, card-linked offers have had a huge success in developed banking markets. Eight out of the top 10 U.S. banks actually have card-linked offers, as well as most of the major technology platforms. But this technology hasn't really caught on as big in Canada until recently. Your portfolio companies like Amply actually use card-linked offers, but we haven't seen it scale in Canada like in other markets like the U.S., the U.K., and Switzerland. Why do you think that is, and what do you think it's going to take to get Canada using the card-linking technology like we see in other major markets? Good observation. One of the big reasons we don't see it here is that the technology really hasn't existed in Canada for organizations to tap into. When RBC Ventures invested in Fidel, which is an organization that has technology that allows for card linking, it is one of the companies that is unlocking card linking within the Canadian market. And so as it becomes more widely available, I'm confident that Canada will likely catch up in terms of card linking. So I would say that we're just getting started and really excited to see how this piece of technology will will really help with small businesses and really create value for consumers that leverage it. Now, you mentioned RBC really cares about small businesses, and that's refreshing to hear. I think particularly in the U.S. market, there was a concern with the Paycheck Protection Program that the big banks really only cared about their big clients and helping them because we've seen a lot of small businesses go under due to the pandemic. What role do you think Canadian banks can play in using technology to alleviate the challenges faced by small and medium-sized merchants? As one of the country's largest organizations, we can play a pretty unique role here. And a great example of kind of a non-tech initiative that we launched back in the summer brought together in partnership over 70 corporate brands, the National Network of Canadian Chambers of Commerce and Canadian Business Associations to rally together in support of Canada's small and local businesses. It was called Canada United, and the movement actually raised more than $14 million for a small business relief fund in addition to urging consumers to shop locally. 
we come back to this notion of card link to offers, it really gives us an opportunity to help small businesses engage with their current and future customers. We can talk about it in a few ways. I think the first is that it helps businesses in real time understand what their consumer flows look like, particularly restaurants. I think the second is that it's a great opportunity to introduce new people to the business with offers. You can use them as an incentive. They're very easily tracked. You're actually driving measurable behavior. And of course, it also helps small businesses with their ad dollars. Overall, technology that we have to sort of leverage and support small businesses, I think really it's a question of how do we bring these businesses along, may not have the same level of resources as large organizations. In many ways, I almost feel like it's our responsibility in order to do that. RBC has built this whole ecosystem of innovation for the bank. What's the key investment thesis for RBC Ventures? Like what kind of companies do you invest in and incubate and and why do you do that? First and foremost, our foundation is that the world is changing. When you look across the landscape in financial services from emerging fintechs and larger platforms like Amazon and Google, we really are in a moment where we need to address the changing consumer landscape in addition to ensuring that we are competing toe-to-toe within our traditional spaces as well as in new spaces. And so when RBC Ventures launched in 2018, it was a means for us to go beyond banking and develop relationships with consumers through value-added services and really reimagine the role that we play. Our value proposition allows us to go beyond what organizations do for their clients to really add value to their lives. Really innovative approach. And, you know, if you look at banks, I think most people think of banks, particularly retail and commercial banks, as basically very risk averse. And part of that is because banking typically involves a lot of regulations and regulatory compliance. But here you are running this ventures unit. I mean, you just talked about how it's so innovative and it's kind of the opposite side of the spectrum. Typically, venture capital and venture investing requires a significant appetite for risk. So how do you actually manage these competing mindsets at RBC Ventures? On the one hand, you're part of a big bank that are traditionally banks are risk averse. On the other hand, you're innovating and coming up with new ideas and incubating those ideas. How do you manage both sides of that? This tension is always top of mind. This idea of traditional financial services having a core sort of risk mindset is both a competency as well as a challenge. And, you know, I would say that first and foremost, at RBC Ventures, we operate in a separate but strongly collaborative relationship with Canada's largest bank. We do all the things that are necessary for innovation, moving in an agile fashion, but we need to do this with an approach that is really conscious of the risks that are out there. I often tell our teams that when I was running my business, had I had the access to the resources, we would have been in a far off better place. We need to really take all the strengths of a large organization, resources and assets, couple that with the strengths of a venture and startup, which are you know speed and agility. And we've got to minimize the weaknesses such as bureaucracy of large organizations and all of the ambiguity of startups. We are in the perfect spot for that at this moment. 
And Shazan, you're the chief operating officer of RBC Ventures. Tell me what that role entails and what did you do before this role at RBC? I would say that my role as a steward of our portfolio at RBC Ventures, I am known as the get stuff done person and my team is as well. And I own a number of different centers of excellence across our portfolio, including marketing, analytics, some of our portfolio-wide initiatives, finance and operations. I come to this role by way of actually being an entrepreneur myself. I was a co-founder of a global innovation consultant called Idea Couture. We grew that business from three people in the living room to well over 200 people globally. Great insights, Shazan, and what a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. It was great. That's Shazan Chu, the COO of RBC Ventures, talking to us from Toronto, Canada. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on bank innovation in 2021. As you've just heard on the show today, large banks are in fact very much in the innovation and fintech game. And that fact is not really new. But what is new is that banks and fintech companies no longer really see each other as fierce rivals. Instead, they see each other as partners. RBC Ventures is not alone. Many banks now have innovation teams charged with finding the technologies of the future and investing in them and partnering with the companies of the future. So collaboration and partnership are increasingly the key to success. And that example of collaboration, well, that's something that we should all be emulating right now. For Fintech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.